1: sick with it. Since you wasn't about it, I My own sweet time didn't teach what I thought I didn't recognize you for things anymore I don't want to be defeated, I don't want to be defeated, I don't want to be defeated I don't
0: want to be defeated Hello everybody Welcome back to another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome I am your host, as always, Shane Told very nice to have you for this special part two of my talk with Cove Reber, formerly of Salesin. And part one was so great and the feedback has been amazing. People are really exciting. People are hounding me for this part two. So I'm going to keep the intro short because I know you want to get to it. I don't want you to hit the little 15 second skip forward button. I want you to listen to this. So since last week... When I scolded everyone for not giving to CalFund.org, we have had a really nice uptick in donations. It's not too late to donate. Head over to CalFund.org. Send us an email to sinnersforgood at gmail.com. That's S-Y-N-N-E-R-S, the number four, G-O-O-D at gmail.com. Send us that with proof of your donation and you can be enrolled for some perks these are the people who have very generously donated to helping the people who have been victims of the California wildfires Zachary Weissenberger, Brian Ossip, Heather Michaud, Melissa Gilroy, Rebecca Ferrero, Andy Bagley, Caroline Kerouac, Anthony Stewart, Brendan Potter, Tanya Kapchevsky, Chelsea Rubino, Brandon Dave, Stuart Gunn, Tyler Peterson, Markham King. Travis Gwynn, Jeffrey Lindstrom, Brandon Dresher, Christian, Andy, Neil Anglin, Stephanie, Brooke Barker, Patrick Schmitz, Deanna Godone, Daniel Bonet, and Ian Scott. Thank you, everyone, so much. It's not too late. Head over to calfund.org right now. As I'm recording this, I am in Chicago. We are playing at the House of Blues tomorrow It's going to be a great show. I think there might be a couple tickets left. So if you're listening to this from Chicago, head over. We're playing Tuesday night. It's going to be a great show. Us, Hawthorne Heights, As Cities Burn, and Capstan. After that, we head to Cincinnati. And then we do four, five, four Canadian shows. London, Montreal, and two Toronto dates. Make sure you go get your tickets. And if you missed out before, we may be coming back to a city near you in the US of A in January so check it out head over to whenbrokeniseasilyfixed.com we got VIP we got general admission we got everything for your Silverstein ticket buying needs also we got a really cool bonus conversation at the end of this episode after I finish up with Cove stick around I talk to Royals a brand new band out of Toronto making some big big waves Jade and Sahar talked to me. This is a band you're definitely going to want to know about. All right, let's get into it. Here is part 2 of my conversation with Cove, formerly of Sailson. Okay, so you're you're on the road now and for the first time you've made a great record um, but you know part of the reason or I don't even maybe the whole reason why they asked you to leave the band was because they said your live performances were slacking had gotten worse weren't up to par um, is that is that the true reason why it all happened? Because I mean you're a pretty great pretty great singer Um,
2: I mean I would I would say that it, it's kind of a combination of that, and then my heart really wasn't in it anymore. You know, like if if any Sabaton fan out there is listening to this, it's like, <clears throat> and oh, they seen are. me They're play
0: listening. <laughs> and they have, yes.
2: And and if you if if you'd see me play, you would know that like after every show, I would always make it a point to because when I got into the band. Let me just back this up. When I got into the band, one of the things I told myself was, was I'm not going to be like Ryan key. And that's, that's no knock on, on Ryan key from yellow card. But I only got one picture with that guy out of the 20 some odd shows that I, I had been to. And for me, like I, I told myself, like, I want to be accessible yeah. to people because I want people to understand like, this is, this is a blessing the, what what we do as singers and and frontmen and touring musicians is is a blessing that is bestowed upon us from the people who are showing up so in order for me to to humanize myself i have to stand outside and talk to fans as they're leaving and if any if if there was a you know, if, if there were people out back of the show, you know, waiting to get a picture and, and hoping to see me walk out so they can call my name and hopefully have me come over, I'm going to go over. Right. So <clears throat> what happened with Saosin was um, there was some inner, inner drama that happened while we were finishing up the first record cycle. And it literally just, it killed me and it killed my, my confidence as a singer and I was never really quite able to get that back
0: What do you mean? Um, Can you elaborate more on that? Yeah
2: Yeah so so basically like, we're, we're finishing up the two and a half years of touring and we sit down to have a meeting um not not like not not like your typical industry meetings it's just us in a hotel lobby right 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 and you know we're shooting shit talking about like what's going to happen when we get home cuz this is this is the last you know like seven shows that we have what do we want to do when we get home you know, we had just toured for two and a half years. I'm sick and tired of seeing everybody else's faces. I want a little right. break. Right. This, this, and that. And, um, you know, it's a little, it's a little un, unclear now just because it's been so freaking long. Yeah. But, like, you know, some things were said that, that just I don't think were necessary. At, at that moment, considering that we had sold, you know, 500,000 records worldwide, and you know, we were we had done something that no other band at that time had done, which was tour for almost two and a half years you know, we 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 were the exception yeah. to the rule, yeah. which was, you know write a record, tour for a year, write a record tour for a year, write a record, tour for a year and that, that's kind of how the industry went at, at at the time that we had put out the first record so for me like i was i was all hype man like i couldn't believe we had done something that no other band had done um and we were playing like dope shows exiting the uh the the first record cycle and when those things were said i just You know, I I, I doubt, doubt crept in and it never really left.
0: So what, somebody, somebody said something like, like just basically like, well, uh, like, I guess that was cool, but maybe if our singer could actually sing, like, was it something like that? Some kind of snide remark?
2: Yeah, pretty much, pretty much exactly that. And, you know, at that point, you know, I kind of lost like all. All faith in everything, which is why the second record turned out the way that it did. There wasn't as much hope, you know. I mean, right. the record's called "In Search of Solid Ground." Like, yeah. me I was search, I was searching for anything stable because everything felt like it was shaky at that at that time. And, and even like, you know, when we when we when we got back into into touring, like I noticed I noticed myself not not. um not going out and, and doing the things that that I had had told myself I was I was going to do, which was humanize myself to the fans. You know, I right,
1: I, right.
2: I hid away and and I didn't go out and and take photos and sign autographs. And I did I did when it was like scheduled, but it wasn't like I was actively pursuing like getting out there and like you know being me in front of everybody. Um, one of the things that that happened after that. After that meeting was, um, you know, I, I got mad. We all we all kind of went our separate ways. Bo and I, Bo, Chris, and I jumped into a uh, a taxi and we went to a show. We were on our way to a, another show. It was like an off day from this festival tour we were doing. Okay. And we were headed out to see, I don't remember who, probably like Kill Switch Gage or something like that that was on the tour. I think it was them. Um, and I just remember like breaking down in the car and jumping out and being like, "Fuck you guys," you know, for not backing me up and not saying anything. Like you not saying anything, kind of, you know, hits you know hits the nail in a little bit harder. So right, or a little bit more. So it sounds so, like it was just um, Justin that said you know. something. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but we i'll I'll let, I'll let we can let people speculate on who said what That's and it doesn't, really That's it, no, it doesn't really matter it honestly doesn't really matter but at no, the same time like i remember after i left the the taxi i didn't know where i was i made my way back to the hotel to to uh to go yell and uh i remember getting into the hotel doing my yelling um on my way out of the hotel just to go walk around and and start making phone calls. Cause I was like, screw this. I'm going home. I don't need to be here. Like I'm going to, I'm going to book the next flight home and just bail on this tour if that's how y'all feel. Right. And, uh, I remember just being in the, in the elevator crying and and looking down. Um, I'm, I'm sure somebody from the, from the tour was, was in that elevator with, with this girl they got in the elevator and i was sitting there crying and kind of looking down trying not to like look at them or anything like that and the girl goes hey man do you uh you look like you could use a cigarette and i was like you know what yeah i could i actually could right now and uh she you know held out her pack and she, she offered me one and i was like can i have two Cause I've never done this before and I'm sure I'm going to fuck up the first one. <laughs>
1: she's
2: like, she's like, yeah, go ahead. And, uh, you know, cigarettes definitely, definitely, uh, hindered my ability to, uh, perform live and held me back from, from, uh, from doing what I was capable of doing. Really? And that was, yeah, that was, that was, I know that, that was, mentioned. was basically the downfall.
0: I know that was mentioned in the statement. Um, that you made and that Justin made and stuff, you know, back when this happened in 2010, you know, when, when you, um, when you left the band, but, um, I, I was surprised. Cause I mean, there's so many, like Robert Plant smoked cigarettes, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's tons of like amazing singers that smoked cigarettes. Like, do you really th- think that was definitely what it was? Or do you think it was just your self-confidence? It was in your head. I mean, you sound pretty you, know, you sound pretty fucking great on the Dead American stuff.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you. And um, I think it ha- I think it was probably it was you know uh, So Aaron Gillespie we, we did a ton of tourings tours yep. with uh Under Oath and you know something that he, he conversations that, that we had, you know, it, it we talked about about performing And, and I believe that 90% of it is, is mental. Um, Yeah. um,
0: Oh, totally. I mean, because you already know you can do it. You did it in the studio. You did it the other day. You already know you can do it. It's when you start, Mm -hmm. when your brain starts telling you, you can't is when you can't.
2: Yeah. And I think, I think that, that it became, you know, it was still 90% mental and my mental at that point was gone. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, but the, the 10% of it that's left is, is your, your physical capabilities, you know? And I think about 5% of that 10% that's, that's physical that you need was, was gone because of smoking, smoking yeah. cigarettes. I mean, I like, I, lost, I don't want to say I lost my high register, but like being able to night in, night out, you know, tour, singing that high and getting off stage and hating, hating the fact that I'm entering a, a you know, a van or a bus where, you know, people think poorly about me yeah. really affected, really affected my, my mental. Yeah. And my, my coping mechanism was to sit up front on the late night drives until everybody had gone to sleep smoking cigarettes with the bus driver. And then, you know, once everybody was asleep, I'd go pass out and then everybody would wake up before me, get off the bus. And I was the last one to leave the bus always. So I just kind of I kind of reclused and became and showed more of the introverted side of me than, than, uh, than I really – um than I really did before before all of that that went down yeah, so
0: absolutely you yeah. know
2: I know I know people you know I know I know anthony smoked and and there's you know plenty of you know Spencer smoked and there's yeah. a bunch of, of there was a bunch of singers that that I would smoke with you know, but my mental was so fucked that like It didn't matter. It didn't matter if I I did or I didn't. But I mean, I guess it was more
0: the relationship was broken too because you could have, I mean, you could have talked to the guys and been like, hey, we need to take more days off on tour or can we lower, can we tune the guitars down a half step? You know what I mean? Can we do something to help me out here? Because ultimately, like, ultimately, like, you know, something happened and you left the band and they didn't get anyone else. You know, they didn't replace you. No, until Anthony came back, which was you know a couple years later. Yeah, a few years later,
2: a lot of years later. (laughs) Yeah,
0: right. I don't know how many years it was, but it was it was a while. So you know, obviously it wasn't. I mean, from and I'd have to have the other guys on the show or ask them about their take on it to know. But clearly there was something broken within their within their own you know circle as well right or they would have figured it out yeah you know i think
2: i think it i think it goes down you know it came back to like well to me it comes back to like if you don't bring me back or you don't bring anthony back change your name you're not you're not saosin cuz right. before me it was it was anthony was saosin if you if you ask any kid Who's 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 our age or within our our age group, um, within like the five years of us, like you know what what Seosan like who like what record defines Seosan? They're gonna say the first the Beatle record, you know, like that uh, that I, record. Absolutely,
0: there's no
2: question. Defined defined who Seosin and what Seosan was. Um, so to me, like seeing Anthony come back, like that was. That was the best move that they could have done because, I mean, as, as great a voice as Tillian has, like, I mean, that's that wasn't the demo that they put out was not was not Seosin to I think anybody. You know, that was that that was a that was a it was a solid song. It was a great attempt, but it wasn't going to be the Seosin that everybody that everybody knew. You know.
0: Absolutely. Well, I mean, when when Anthony came back, everybody wanted to know what you had to to say about it, what you thought about it. And you were very gracious with the whole thing. In fact, you really took the high road through all of this, which I got to give you mad, mad props and respect for, (laughs) you know, your statement when you left was very, 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 you know, high road and, and everything you've ever said has been very complimentary of, of everything, despite maybe, you know, you weren't always treated the best uh yeah
2: I, I i i don't really know any other way you know like right my the touring with seosin and being a part of literally my favorite band of all time um <laughs> you know was was a blessing that i, I I'm, I'm not going to say like, oh, I, I was the reason that band blew up. You know, like if it, like everybody played a role. You know, if it wasn't sure. for Bo, if it wasn't for Chris, if it wasn't for Alex being able to play the drums as as amazing as he as he does, if it wasn't for for Justin being Justin, um, you know, the band the band wouldn't wouldn't have like I was nothing without them, and they were nothing without me. You know, uh, like, yeah, absolutely. that's that's kind of that's kind of how how I took it. It's like I'm not I'm not going to like degrade everything that I did by like taking the low road and just, you know, absolutely. like starting shit. Like, no, man, like I got to do something that that very, very few people on this planet get to do, you know, like I got to live my dream I got to go to twenty plus countries and sing in front of people who don't even speak English and yet they knew every single word of my songs like like that's amazing that, feeling that's a huge blessing and an, and it is an amazing feeling it's something that that you know like m- nobody really nobody really understood getting into it, but once you're there, it's like you can't i don't know like i i couldn't i couldn't like as much as as much as I probably wanted to at the time, you know, like clap back and just, you know, make it make it all about the drama. Like, it's not. It, it wasn't about that. It was about leaving leaving these songs in the hands of the people who loved and appreciated them to the point where, you know, they could they could always turn back. Like I, I didn't wanna like I felt like if I clapped back and was like, you know, no, screw these guys, like they're all, you know, crappy individuals or you know, like it just would have ruined those songs that meant so much to yeah. to so many people, you know, like Of course. I,
1: Absolutely. I
2: still to this day, you know, and even even getting into to dead American, like and and doing doing Dead American now, like I Recently, within the past two months, I've had people hit me up and being like, "I I don't know how I can help, but I would love to help because help you out with Dead American because you're not alone has literally saved my life mm. on numerous occasions. You know, like I didn't know writing that song that I was going to impact people's lives. I wrote that song for me. Of you course. know, I locked my I locked myself in in the in my closet at the at the Oakwoods in LA <laughs> and and wrote that the night before the night before recording it, you know, like I,
0: <laughs> that's amazing. I, remember, I have the same story. I literally, yeah, li- I literally lived in a closet in the Oakwoods in LA when we made our second record. That's so funny. It's, it's, it's
2: wild, <laughs> man. Like I, I didn't, ex- I, I never, I never wrote anything with the, and I, I still don't, like I don't write the, these, my, my, my lyrics and melodies with the intentions of like, Oh, this is gonna be the biggest song ever, or oh, this is you know, th- this song's gonna mean the- mean so much to everybody else because you know it's got a powerful hook or a powerful line or whatever, dude. I I, I just I wrote, you know, I wrote songs that that you know were, were therapeutic to me because I needed I needed to like. I need to. I, I felt alone, you know, and and I had to remind myself like I'm not alone in this, you know. I've got I've got a dope family. I've got a a, a fan base out there who's anxiously awaiting hearing something, and I've got people all over this planet who 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 want me to, to succeed, you know. And and I've got four dudes in in the band with me who who want to succeed as much as I do. So, you know. Um yeah, it, it's, just, it, it's just
0: it's just it's uh, just yeah, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> I, I think I mean, dude, it, this has been a great talk, and I do want to talk about something that you know you talk about your fans, and the first thing I said to you when we jumped on the phone here was how many people <laughs> have been waiting for you to come on this program and talk and tell your story? um so I, I thank you so much for doing that. And they have been waiting for new music from you. And Dead American is here. And this is yep. a great new project that you've put together. Uh, Five-song EP is out now. The Shape of Punk is Dumb, which is obviously a, a bit of a nod to Refused. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and, I mean, there's a lot of attitude in these songs. You're singing balls out. You're swearing. You're doing a lot of screaming. It's There's a lot of – it's just – It's great. Yeah, the the filter is off, man. The filter is off. So, tell me a little bit about this release and what can we expect uh, uh, coming up. I mean, so it's exciting.
2: Yeah, it's honestly it's very exciting. I the response so far has been pretty stellar. Um, We actually just today released or Seosan just released a uh, a show this morning. We're playing with them at the Glass House on uh, December sixteenth. Um, oh, 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 really? Pretty freaking sweet.
0: Yeah, Sorry, man. So Seosan's so playing, and you're you're opening. We're opening. Yeah, we're gonna
2: open for Sayosin on the sixteenth of December. It's Are they gonna have you rad. up
0: and sing a song? Eh, we'll have to see. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have to see
2: what goes on there. But uh, um, with Dead American, though, you know, the shape of punk, of, the shape of punk is dumb. You know, obviously, is a is a play on the refused shape of punk to come, and I I wanted that to be the title, mainly because we released our record on the fifth of October, and the twentieth year anniversary of the shape of punk to come was at the end of October. Okay. And to me, in the past, you know, in the past twenty years, we've seen a pretty dope evolution. But somewhere along the lines, when I when I dropped off, um, nothing nothing in the punk world really really connected. You know, like I couldn't. I think the, the only the only record that that really hit super hard after me dropping off was um, Deftones. Uh, what was it, Diamond Eyes?
0: Oh yeah, yeah,
2: that record um that was like the the only record that i had heard and or that i was shown that that to me like was was dope in the past i don't know how many years so <laughs> wow you know for me like and i i had been to shows where i'm like man like i i just don't i don't know man i don't know if like if like rock and roll is is resurging in the way that like that like i feel like it should you know like we got a freaking republican as a as a president of the united states like come on now where are all the punks
1: right, like, where is everybody right.
2: where is everybody saying stuff like i don't need man i don't i feel like i feel like the new punk is like unfortunately is like like you know is is calling out the left on all of like the social justice crap that's, like, happening where it's, like, like I I don't, I don't necessarily feel how all these social justice warriors feel, and I don't necessarily feel how all these, like, 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 I don't want to, like, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm some Trump supporter or anything like that, but, like, I don't feel, like, emboldened and empowered to, like, you know, like, a lot of... I don't know. I've I watched way too many YouTube videos, but there's, like, you know videos of people who are just, like, got super em- empowered because we have a president now who just doesn't know... doesn't have a filter. Right. But, you know, I'm not gonna, like, say that, like, I'm picking a side or anything like that, but, like, I just want... I wanted to, like... I haven't connected with anything lately, and so, you know, for me, being out of the game so long... And kind of falling out of love with heavy music. I wanted when I heard these songs that Chad, our guitar player, sent me or that and that he wrote, I heard all this nostalgia I had like these nostalgic vibes. And I was like, I have experienced so much shit since I left and from you know, sleeping in my car and not having a home to like living with you know two two dudes whose dad was addicted to meth and we'd come home and he'd be like you know like like um coming down off of like the drugs that he was doing and like you know I've lived I've lived some some crazy some cra- wow. I've had some crazy experiences since then wow. and and I wanted to like kind of capture all of that in these five songs. So, you know, this is just all of like the shit that I've had to like deal with since, since being out of sales you know, like um, the songs, the songs on the record are, you know, when, when I, when I sent the demos back, the songs on the record, you know, when, when Chad and I started like talking a little bit more about, you know, what, what our sound was going to be yeah, and, sure. and sure. who we are and all that kind of stuff he goes he goes hey man i think we're a fuck you band
1: <laughs> 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 you know and i was like yeah i'm hearing I,
2: that i guess i guess we kind of are you know like it's there's not a lot there's there there hasn't been a lot of hope in my life and i haven't really found a lot of hope in my life up until this point, you know, from, from the end of sales into now, I haven't really seen a lot of hope. You know, we were all promised that with our last president, like hope, 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 and hope, and hope. And I just didn't see it. Like I didn't get it and I still don't get it. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, feel like an answer upon in the game of life to reference one of our songs, you know, um, even, even, Grown so cold. The second song on the record, like, like I feel like a lot of people in this world are just tuning out and like, (laughs) just getting over all of the monotonous bullshit that we all have to do just to survive. And like, you know, I'm in California now, and I'm back in California now, and I'm like, you have to have like in order just to have a family and live in California, you have to make so much money. And it's almost, it's like almost unrealistic unless you and your wife or girlfriend or whatever or people you live with have dope jobs. Like it's so hard just to even survive. And I feel like for me, that's what, that's what i wanted to to bring back like i wanted to bring back this level of like real life experiences that that i hate that i've had to deal with and put it all on a record that sounds nostalgic like something out of 2004 to you know 2003 or 2 to 2008 i wanted to capture that and yeah. make make that feel like because that's the music I loved. That's totally. the music I that that made me who I am. And I feel like a lot of the bands even that I loved back then, they're not doing the things that made me love them. You know, they're 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 either changing their sound or they're you know, they're showing their progression and it's great, but it's not the same band, you know. Like I wish half the bands that I loved and listened to would have just changed their name, and right. because it's not to me, it's not the same band. You know,
0: no, I, I get it. I mean, and I think the your EP is awesome. I, I do definitely hear that vibe um, from that era, but it's also very well recorded. It's a very great modern recording. In fact, I was listening to to um, uh, to the, your EP, and then I put on uh, the Seosan self titled record, just cause, you know, just because I hadn't heard it in a while. Your yeah. your new EP sounds much better than that record you made with Howard Benson. You know? Which is like <laughs> I don't you, know about prob- that. It it does. I'll tell you, it does. And I'm sure you Thank spent you. I'm sure you spent about a hundred times more money on it. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'll know five songs for sure. Um <laughs> I wish we spent a hundred times more money on that. Well, that um, sounds great to me. We we could have put out a full length with that type of money. <laughs>
0: But, um, well, there must be plans but, for that, though. Are you are you guys going to do some touring? Are you going to put out a full length? I mean, I know it gets yeah. harder, but like you say, making ends meet, living in California, and all that. But at the same time, you know, it's you got to you got to give it a shot, right?
2: Absolutely, we're we're definitely going to give it a shot. We got a show coming up with uh, another lo- a local hometown hero band, Lower Definition. Oh yeah, um, we're yep. playing with Lower Definition on this on the fourteenth of December. We got a show with Saleson on the 16th of December. And um, just in the past two weeks, we um, sat down with Dave Shapiro. Oh, yeah. Who just left UTA and is yeah. starting his own company. He books my band, so I
0: know him very well.
2: Well, hopefully we'll be on tour together soon, my brother. I would love it. Um, but, yeah, so we sat down with him and, and you know, hopefully, hopefully he'll, you know, We'll start. We'll start booking some tours at, at the end of spring because all the spring stuff is booked out right now. Um, but yeah, the plan is to tour as much as we can. We have so many demos that are that are done and are just kind of laying in in wait to uh, be recorded for a full length. Um, as much as we'd love to try and uh, attack this as independent artists, you know we're not. I'm not going to say like we want to be the first independent band to win a Grammy, you know. I, outside of outside of uh, oh, what's his name, who just won a Grammy? He was on that Kit Kat commercial. Uh, no, no, not Chance the Rapper. I'm
0: not. Anyways, I don't know.
2: I forget who it was too. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to say that. Like we're we're definitely open to to meeting with you know managers and labels and having conversations um just because you know i've played the game before i know yep. how the game is played <laughs> right and uh you know i was i was i feel like i was pretty damn good at it you know with that first season record i i i did everything that was asked of me <laughs> and i know i know that that you know i stood my ground on some of the things and that that i felt really compelled to stand my ground on but you know i knew that that out, you know labels obviously have their best interests in mind but I know that if they're gonna be doing things for us that you know we shouldn't say no we should you know definitely sit back and, and think about it before we before we we do take a stand and um, you know the the goal with this band is is to to record you know as as much as we possibly can because unfortunately I've been out of the game for so long that I feel yeah. like I owe it to everybody. You know, like I said, in, uh, grown so cold leading into like the second bridge, um, or leading into the end of the song. It's like, I, I took, I took too long, you know, I, I took too long. I know it. Like it, it, it was my bad, but
0: oh, it's you know, okay. from here on, it's from okay here man. On out. It, yeah. It, it's better. It's better than, than blowing, you know, Doing it right away, and you're still hung up on old shit, and you feel resentment, and you're trying to, you got something to prove. Now it's like you're doing it on your own terms, and it's beautiful, and it's the sky, sky's the limit for dead American. Yeah,
2: Yeah. and I I just know, like, even at the end of that song, I say, I'm not gonna lie or feed you bullshit. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, when I play the game this time around, I'm I'm not gonna, like, there's not gonna be a filter, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, like, Hold back and and try and you know make a hit or change change something in my lyrics to you know be more accessible to the the masses because you know I feel like a lot of what's missing is just brutal honesty you know like if I'm coming back man I'm coming back to slaughter I'm not I'm not coming back to like I'm not coming back back to like just be a part of it you know like Absolutely. i'm coming back to to take names and
0: there you go man and
2: take take heads so.
0: well dude um thank you so much for this uh this we're gonna this is gonna have to be two parts uh we this the uh, long, longest longest conversation i've ever had and uh you know I, I love you for it man so thank I you i love you
2: for it too and, and uh you're not the first person who's had to do that to me <laughs> hey no you problem you can talk to Mike Shea and over at AP about that. He's like, "Man, I didn't get to half the questions I wanted to ask for a podcast." <laughs> well, I think we day. got
0: to everything and more, so I love that. Oh yeah, um, I will. I will say though, I want to play a Dead American song for everybody. Uh, a lot of people haven't heard this yet, so what do you want them to hear? Um, give me the tune. You
2: know, I referenced "Grown So Cold" uh, a bunch at the end of this interview so put that one on there I think that's that's basically the best representation of A what happened okay um, with with the exit and B where I'm headed with uh, with this new band absolutely you know, with, with Dead American that's cool. that's the song
0: right there cool I'm, I'm feeling personally I'm feeling gravity gravity is the jam for me
2: Gravity is the jam. That's that's the one that, that everybody that we showed before we dropped the record. Yeah. Um everybody was like, nah, that's that's the that's the song right there. But <laughs> I I can agree with that. That's that's a sick song.
0: I well, just I'll play Grown So Cold and then all the people will check out Gravity. It's number one on your yeah. Spotify, so there you go. Yeah Cove, thank you so much, man, um, for everything and uh yeah, I hope to see you around soon. Kill it. Hell yeah, brother. If you're ever in San Diego or in Southern California, hit me up. I'm, All the time. i be glad All right, to come we'll, out. All right. We'll do, man. All the best. All right, homie. Yeah, take care. Later. Peace. Brand new music from Dead American Cove's new band. That is going to be very cool that they're playing with Sayleson. If you're in the Southern California area, definitely do not miss that one at all. I want to thank Cove so much for taking so much time. And I want to wish him all the best with his new project. Speaking of new projects, I got wind of this new band. They're called Royals. They abbreviated R-Y-L-S, and they are a very, very new band and a very awesome band out of the Toronto area. I've got Jade and Sahar on the phone right now. How are, how are you guys doing today?
3: Pretty good, you know, coming down with that cold weather flu, sort of kind of hoping to avoid it though.
0: Uh, yeah, that's the way we roll in Canada. I, I know very well. Um, I'm from... You know, I grew up in Oakville uh, area, like, uh, you know, the western suburbs of of Toronto. Oh, yeah. Where where are you guys actually based?
3: I'm based in downtown Toronto. And
4: And I'm around Scarborough, like, by the Toronto Zoo. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's so crazy. You know,
0: it's funny that I was, I grew up right there, like, uh, the first, well, I grew up in Oakville, I should say. I already said that. But uh, Mm. the first six years of my life, I spent in West Hill, Scarborough. Right oh, by no the zoo. way. So yeah, way. So I, yeah, I um that's awesome. I, I went to Centennial Road Elementary School. I don't know if it's still there. Mm-hmm Uh uh and and yeah, my sister went to to Mowit, I guess. Was oh the high yeah, school. that's still there for sure. Yeah, yeah. Crazy crazy stuff. Uh did, yeah. Sahar, did you did you grow up in downtown Toronto?
3: No, I actually Well, I was born in Montreal and then I moved here when I was in elementary school and I actually grew up in Scarborough when I moved to Toronto, but like Markham, like closer to Markham.
0: Well, right on. Yeah. No, I know you guys have known each other since elementary school, Um, you know, and and you guys have had kind of this, you know, lifelong journey uh, through adolescence now into your adulthood playing music together. So uh, talk to me about how you and, you know, the other members of the band met, um, you know, when you guys were kids.
3: Well, we actually, I think it started with music class. Mm -hmm. We actually, we met each other like at the very, very beginning of like middle school. Um, That's kind of when we first met and we met in music class and we would just like, I don't know, we would just play together during lunchtime, early in the morning, after school, we had a bomb-ass music teacher who just let us take over whenever, we, whenever he was cool with it, whenever we were being good.
4: <laughs> yeah, and he was actually really cool because he would let us play any song we wanted. He didn't really care. The way he grew up, he said that people forced him to play music and... He just wanted to play like the Beatles and stuff, so he would let us play like Nirvana, Billy Talent songs, Metallica songs. Right, like, right, right. He was, yeah, he was really cool with it, and yeah, from there we started jamming together, learning guitar together. We play. Our school had like would throw a lot of shows. It was a French school in Toronto, and they'd always invite a bunch of like other schools to come see the shows we would throw on. So we got to play a few of those, and Quite it was a always pretty fun. Them. Yeah,
3: yeah, it was pretty fun.
0: Very, very cool. So how old were you at this point?
4: Around thirteen. Thirteen, fourteen, yeah. wow, whatever grade seven, or whatever grade seven it makes. is. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yes,
0: yes, yeah. grade seven. That's amazing, and that's so funny because yeah. that's exactly that's almost my story of my first band. You know, to a T. Um, I had a friend, and and uh, you know, I had a guitar, and he had a guitar, and we didn't know anybody that played drums. And we saw this kid at lunchtime, just like jamming on the kit in our music room. Like you know, we were wandering in the halls. We're like, who is this guy? And uh, and we took him in the band, and then we didn't have a bass. So the school had a bass, and we signed it out. So we would sign it out like p- other kids were signing out like their their trumpets and flutes and stuff to practice, and we were yeah. signing out this bass guitar so we could go you know jam in my parents' basement. Um, Man, that's, you know, that's which, which is funny. And yeah, I mean now now that guy um, the bass player is the bass player for that band, o Wilhelm Scream. <laughs> the, oh no way. One of the greatest yeah, one of the greatest bass players probably in the scene. Um, Dude, he's amazing. Yeah, that drummer, he's so good. I know. And that drummer that was uh was drumming was the drummer for the full blast and he was in Boys Night Out and everything. So yeah, it's funny how how all this stuff happens, you know, when you're so young when you have mm-hmm. this passion for music
1: a
4: dude it, it's funny cuz like before i even bought a guitar i used to sign out the school guitar to try to learn cuz i just wanted to do that for so long Ditto. And then, yeah and then i went to a pawn shop so cool. and bought a guitar but
0: yeah. i know and, and we were lucky you know i think in our the toronto area that we had a you know whatever school board that had a music program like that because i know there's been some you know musicians and stuff that have done charities to you know to try to get musical instruments in schools because it's not it doesn't Mm -hmm. happen everywhere i know it happens a lot of places but it doesn't happen everywhere so i consider Mm -hmm. uh myself to be pretty lucky Mm
3: -hmm. yeah no
4: our teacher would go on like kgg and trying to find like used amps and stuff it was pretty funny oh that's amazing such a
3: crafty guy
4: yeah he was funny very cool
0: very (laughs) cool so let's talk about royals which you guys have abbreviated r y l s any reason Mm -hmm. for the abbreviation
4: yeah, we we abbreviated it mostly because if you Google Royals, you get like the Queen and the Lord song, and we yeah, figured like yeah, we, totally, yeah. We figured like we want people to find us,
3: so, so we were like, well, to- let's just knock the vowels out.
0: There you go. Hey, it's it it's worked before. Uh, yep. I love it. Exactly. So so you guys have have put out an EP, and you know you guys are a true independent band. Um, you know, you guys even recorded. Your ep that's coming out in january do you have a date january uh january 18th 18th. january 18th cool so that's the day it comes out everybody check it out um but you guys actually recorded it yourself because it sounds really good
3: yeah
4: thank you what's the story there our drummer in our band he he actually went to school for audio engineering and stuff so he kind of knows a lot of that world and we've played in bands with him before, and we'd always just recorded ourselves. So for drums, we just literally went to our bass player's basement. His dad uh, used to collect books. So it literally looks like a library down there, but for, for some reason it just makes <laughs> stuff sound good. It's like really isolated, right, yeah, so we tracked the drums dead there. And, yeah, it deadens the sound, I guess. Yeah, it was it sounded decent. and then The uh, guitar
3: and bass were actually recorded... At the drummer's place, yeah, just
4: in the bedroom using plugins and stuff. We didn't use any real amps on this.
3: And then uh, my brother actually has like a recording studio in uh, my mom's basement, <laughs> so we trekked it all the way to Scarborough, <laughs> yeah. got real resourceful, and recorded vocals over there. And we actually had a friend who's a who's like a proper sound engineer, so he helped us um, track vocals and harmonies and all that fun stuff.
0: That's really cool, though. I mean, that's good. You know, you're using your family and your friends to to do this <laughs> stuff. I mean, that's, that's what you got to do, you know, as an independent band without, mm-hmm. you know, any help, um, at least as of yet. And um, you guys have a video. I'm going to play your single, Waves, which mm-hmm. is a really, really cool song and, and a really great video. Um, talk to Thank me you. about Thank the you. video. Have you guys, I know you guys had enlisted some help with the video as well. What was it like, um, you know, making your, I guess, your first music video?
4: Uh, it was
3: crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was so crazy.
4: Yeah, I think, like, it, it really felt like, um, like, once, like, we did get help with it. We had one of our friends from elementary school help us shoot it. So, uh, and I actually ended up doing all the editing, and then he helped me with the color correction and stuff. But, yeah, he like, he helped us shoot it. We wow. had a bunch, it was actually, like, that day warmed my heart up because a bunch of our friends just came out and helped us out. We had people helping with makeup. We had people helping with hair. Like, Sahar does hair for a living as well, but so she brought a few friends that helped us out with that. like
3: our makeup artist was somebody that I worked with. Our hair, well, I did the boys' hair. My friend did mine, and then even in, like, the story part of, like, the music video with, like, the actors, they're a couple of my really, really good friends, and they're actually in, like, the acting and music industry themselves. So it was just, like, pulling in all the friend strings, you know? Yeah.
4: It was, it was, no, I, honestly, love, like,
0: I love that. I mean, I think that's, again, I think that's the way you got to do it. So you guys are an independent band right now. You're going to self-release this EP, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's very, very grassroots, I'm gonna say almost everybody listening to this right now doesn't know your band, so they're gonna be some of the first people you know all over the world to discover you. So what's the plan for moving forward? I'm sure you guys have some aspirations. Um are you gonna to try to send this e p around to some labels? Are you gonna to try to uh, you know do a tour? So what are your next steps?
3: Well, Right now, we're going to work through the holidays and kind of see... We've been pushing, like, our music to, like, promoters and, like, trying to contact some local Toronto um, venues and stuff. We would really like to play. Like, we'd love to have an album release show. We would love to open for some bands and... Um, play in some bigger venues in the city as well it would really be awesome to go on tour as well like not just yeah
4: i think our aspiration like we want to be a full-time touring band that's Mm -hmm. we all want to do music for a living so uh but nowadays we figured like releasing stuff online and seeing how it reacts like that seems to be the way to go is that you put stuff online and see and let the people come to you like we obviously have to market yourself and push stuff but uh yeah it's just we put stuff online and the response seems to be Pretty, pretty good, yeah. yeah. So, we definitely want to see if people are interested in coming out to shows. As for like label and management, yeah, like definitely we want to th- push this stuff around. I've been trying to like send the song and like a private link to the EP to people to see if anybody's interested. But, you know, you know how it is being in a band starting out. is just,
0: you know, weird. I do, you, <laughs>
4: know, you know, I definitely do know
0: what it's like to be in a band starting out in the year 2002. that is the difference I don't know the first thing about being in a band starting out in 2018 so there's a big separation there which I find you know very interesting because you know there's things like Spotify and uh, that's so important you know the whole streaming thing Mm -hmm. and social media and music videos and stuff like all that Mm -hmm. stuff was not I mean, pretty much not a part of a band starting out when Silverstein started out, you know. So, so, um, h- are you guys just learning from your your peers in this? Because, like, no one's written this book, you know. When I did yeah, it, no, the book had not. been written for like forty years. Things hadn't changed much, mm. since the fucking Beatles, you know. So now yeah. <laughs> it's a whole a whole different thing. So, is it just about being creative? Is it about seeing what other bands are doing? I-
4: I think so. Honestly, me personally, like I listen to a lot of music industry podcasts and I try to pick up on like things people say. So like whenever you have guests on, whenever okay. like I listen to Jamie Joss's show, yeah. listen like whenever they have industry people, I listen to what they say. I try to hit them up. I try to like I'm always listening to a podcast and trying to just figure this stuff out. So that's definitely been pretty helpful. There you go. Uh as for playlists, yeah, like just submitting to a bunch. Uh, luckily, like Alt Press put us on their discover playlist, so that was really cool of them. Um yeah, it's just we also um one of the things we just we just recently put out like a mashup between a Bring Me the Horizon and Halsey song. Yes, it's like yes. two songs that we like. And like the the overlap of those two uh, artists is kinda like the fans we wanna have. So we figured, hey, let's put like a little piece of candy to reel people in, <laughs> I yeah. guess. Absolutely. Yeah. unlike yeah.
3: <laughs> like my end, I mean I've always been like a very like networking, socializing kind of person. And, like, I've come to realize that a lot of, like, local Toronto artists are kind of breaking out on their own way. And I've spoken with people who are in bands and, like, there, I have a friend who is in a band called Ever Elsewhere and they are not signed and they played Warp Tour and, you know, they're self-produced too. And, like, it seems to be that, like, going the label way isn't entirely, like, the best solution as a band. If you're capable of doing it yourself, that's amazing. And if a label is able to, like, add to it and actually help us out like bless but um you know like the music industry has really changed between now and like even just 10 years ago oh even just two years ago yeah even just like two years ago i know (laughs) like spotify apple music even soundcloud right right sure
4: and honestly like one thing i have to say about that like i thought about this a lot and just one. Th- I've noticed that this happens a lot in the hip hop world and I think our scene could use this is that bigger artists tend to like co-sign younger artists and I get like our scene is a little smaller there's less to go around but it's just like I mean even noticing you guys like Silverstein as a band I feel like apart from writing amazing songs the reason, the reason you've had such a long career is because you always like took out newer bands on tours and you were like so you take younger bands out on tour, and then if they return the favor and they blew up somehow, you had a whole new, like, fan base coming in and yeah. checking you out, right? Yeah, Whereas sure, Whereas now I find, yeah. like, it's so much... Yeah. yeah, like, it's. I feel like it's a little more difficult to get that cosign from other bands just because the scene is a bit smaller, so...
3: And collaborations are always amazing, like, you know, like, you know how they say, like, two heads are better than one, you know... Two bands are also better than one. It's also a good way to kind of like get get the word out there of like somebody who's new in the scene.
0: Totally. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I got to say, you mentioned the mashup, the Halsey Bring Me the Horizon mashup. Super interesting idea to do a mashup cover. I I don't know if I've ever Mm -hmm. heard of a band doing that before. I don't know if that's a thing bands are doing, but but kudos to you regardless because it came out really, really cool. Oh, thank you.
4: Yeah, honestly, I don't think I've seen anyone I've seen a few people like do some loop stuff online, but I've never really seen a band do something like that, which is kind of why we said let's do it. Like we didn't know how it was gonna turn out, I honestly. Love medleys. Yeah.
3: I used to watch Glee like it was nobody's business and <laughs>
4: ah, there I was you like, go.
3: yo guys, let's mash it up.
4: Yeah. So honestly, like even to this day, I don't know how people like there seems to be some positive comments. If you like <laughs> negative comments about mm-hmm. it, but yeah. So I don't know how to this day if it was a good idea or not. But hey,
3: we did it, and it was, it was a fun. Great idea.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's certainly different. I mean, a lot of bands, you know, um, independent bands, bands trying to make a bit of a splash will go and they'll do mm-hmm. the cover song thing, and I think there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. But you know, putting it, taking a little bit of a different take on it and branching out a little bit like you guys did with the mashup is, uh, I think, is a really, really cool idea. Absolutely. I think people are going to really you. enjoy that. Thanks so much.
3: The mashup is kind of like a perfect reflection of like kind of where our music styles come from because it's like we all have different styles and tastes in music and like to be able to bring two songs that don't really sound like they would, you know, they would ever end up together and actually making something dope out of it kind of shows a little bit of what our, our style's like.
0: Absolutely. And I think that that's a great, a great way to approach Uh, A cover song Uh, You know Absolutely Well Sahar Jade I want to thank you so much For taking the time To speak with me Good luck with your band Thank you so much for having us I know it's going to be Not the easiest battle But hopefully Some people are going to hear this They're going to check out Everything you're doing Adding you on All your social media Do you want to shout out The social media right now So people can add you as well
4: Yeah Yeah Sure, so all our social media is this is Royals. This is an R Y L S. We're everywhere on the internet if you look that up, yeah. we should pop up. <laughs> any any platform. Go.
3: Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter. Yeah. There yeah, you go. And like, I'll Instagram. definitely be posting
0: <laughs> some stuff about you on, on the Lead Singer Syndrome Instagram as well. So feel free to check uh, out thank that. Thank you so much. Bless. Now I'm gonna thank play you. I'm gonna play your single waves. Now uh, anything you want people to know about the song before before they hear it?
4: Uh, Sahar, you want to take this one?
3: Well, if you're having a bad day and you need a pick me up to repurpose that negative energy, and you need a hype song, this is a song for you. All
0: right. I love that answer. Yeah. Sahar, Jade, thank you so much for this. Here is, dude, thank Royals with the track Waves on Lead Singer Syndrome.
1: me